0: Thank yes. you.
1: So um good evening ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome to Relationship Lab Kunle on Clubhouse and um I'm your friend in the school of counseling and personal finding Stephen Adekunle Adibuye. It's um it's my pleasure to you know to be here doing this, hoping that um, the Lord Almighty we perfect all that concerns us, even in this meeting, in the name of Jesus. I believe we are going to be having a sweat time in God's um, presence today. And um, feel free to ask your questions. And um, hopefully, I know that God will take um, total charge. So this is um, what we are going to be doing. And um, we are going to be talking about wedding ceremony in absentia, wedding ceremony in absentia, wedding ceremony in absentia. It's a very deep topic, but then I see God helping us, and then we're going to try as possible to, you know, um, get the job done with the help of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love and mercy. We thank you for your compassion. They you fail not. We say be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit this topic into your hands and we pray that lives will be changed forever in the name of Jesus. We commit this topic into your hands that um, people we have the needed wisdom and understanding in the name of Jesus. That um, as many of those that will come in contact with this topic, especially those that are confused on whether to go into a particular relationship, we pray that you give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you once again, and you're welcome to Relationship Babu Kunle on Clubhouse. Or feel free to make your contribution or ask your questions as well. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so first of all, let's look at the meaning of the word absentia. Absentia means in absence. Absentia means in absence, in absence. So, of course, we know the meaning of the word wedding. We know what wedding is all about. We know what marriage is all about. We know what um, these things are all about. But uh, basically, the thing is this. A lot of people have missed the whole basic idea of, um, you know, getting married, having a wedding program, and because of this lack of um, understanding, it has made many people to miss out on um, the advantages of um, a marriage. So people are more of. Um, roommates now than soulmates and that is why instead of us to be having more of homes we're having more of houses many of my counselors have reached out to me online telling me of how you know they they got into a relationship you know and then after getting to the relationship they 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 realize that the person that they are with is actually abroad and then one thing led to another, you know, they they started them um, having you know talks how to you know get the job done. They started having talks on uh, how to meet, you know, how to date and stuff like that. But then the problem is this. Your partner can be, you know, Anywhere. But the person must be willing to come down. You know, physically for a wedding. What am I trying to say? Any wedding ceremony that does not accommodate the two persons concerned. You know, to be together is just an isolated confusion. This is true. Counselors. Meet up online, they tell me stories of how they started dating somebody. So my, my question is is how do you even start dating somebody you never met? I mean it's okay to say yes, you like them, you like them for who they are, you like them because they have nice set of you know um cavities, you know, you have a nice hair, they have nice eyes and all. But saying you love someone, you have not met before. It's, it's a deep one. It's a tough one. And um, this has led to a lot of confusion when it comes to relationship and marriage now. Okay? You hear things like um, he's not able to travel down. And because he's not able to travel down, let's just have our, uh, you know, um, um, wedding online. You know, somebody we standing either a brother or someone we stand in the gap to do dowry payment. A deep, a deep marriage, a deep um covenant is what people have now. You know, trivialized. They've now commonized to be to be to be just anything they can. They can just go into. I mean, I wonder how people even do things like this. A lady was telling me recently of how she married her husband. She got wedded to a married husband in absentia. He is um, based abroad. They have never met before. And um, in the last four years, what they've been able to do was to delve into masturbation. Um, you know, they've done sort of a lot of stuff online, they've had phone sex they had masturbation online just because they cannot see each other. The question is this, when God was designing this system, did he design it that um, people should not be together? Because even in Ecclesiastes chapter, um, um, chapter 4 now, yeah, talk about that um, it should be for companionship. One person should be able to, you know, raise the other person up. So if this bonding and this synergy is not working out, then there has to be a problem. So what is the problem? It's so painful because even if there's no sex, souls are spiritually linked up already. By the virtue of that, um, you know, What do they call it? That uh, dowry that was paid. There is an ownership status now based on the person that stood in the gap. There's an ownership alignment now. So it is safe to say that a man can marry two people without even knowing. So the question is, um, where do we go from here? How do we find balance? How do we make people understand that what people take as normal is no longer normal in this dispensation? I mean, how can you say you have gotten married just because of societal construct? Just because you don't want to be a laughing stock just because you think time has gone. How would you condescend so low to get married to somebody you have not met before? And then he will be somewhere and you'll be somewhere else. And then you would you would now get your yourself messed up by masturbating. Just satisfying yourself, not even each other. Let's even look at the view of the kind of marriage God set up. God's view of marriage was not all of this. The first marriage that we knew about Adam and Eve, it was a physical thing. It was an intentional affair. Eve was brought into the picture. Adam saw and liked what he saw. And said, this is the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. In the entire Bible, nowhere was it recorded that anybody got wedded in absentia. So where is this idea and mentality coming from already? Where is this idea of thinking that you can get married to somebody you have not met before coming from? Obviously, the answer cannot be far-fetched. Societal construct. A lot of things have been learned from the society, from online now since we can pay bills online, since we can buy and sell online, why can't we get married online? So it's a problem. And something dropped in my spirit while I was preparing for this um, session. God was involved in the first wedding. Jesus Christ was also involved at the wedding that took place in Cana of Galilee, just imagine if Jesus has got there as a guest. We obviously, you know, know that um, he turned water to wine in that um, wedding. Imagine Jesus like, getting there, and he is like, "Where is the lady? Uh, the man he's he's, he's he's in Galilee. He couldn't make it down to Nazareth.'" I'm sure it must have been like, what is, what the hell is going on? And I can't come down. So this thing is barbaric. This thing is not scriptural. It is not doctrinal. And it's totally confusing. We've heard stories from my counsellors coming up to say that, um... You know, they have come so far to the point that they love these people, this person, and that they can't do without them. And then you just have to help them go through. So I'm not like, what is the basis for all this? How can we find balance? God designed some things for two parties alone. Wedding was designed for two parties. Marriage was designed for two parties. Sex was designed for two parties. Cohabitation was also designed for two parties. So, God has seen that on many accounts, we may not be able to do certain things on our own. Everyone needs somebody. We all need someone out there. Even the marriages where people are living together are bringing faults. Not to talk of the ones that um, people are living apart, all in the name of um, distance. So if you cannot see in person, why... Would he not wait until he gets to see you? This dimension has opened the back door for courses, for covenants. Unnecessary covenants that are not even supposed to be formed, anyways. Marriage is not a societal construct. Marriage is not a contract. Marriage is a covenant. And if marriage is a covenant, you must understand that you are going into this blood covenant with somebody. And if you are going into this blood covenant with somebody, at least you should see this person. So, we've seen people that have lived together for five years now, and they are still not together. They've not seen each other. This is why I decided to talk about this topic briefly and see how we can open our minds to this dimension, hoping that um, God will really, really open our eyes of understanding. Because there are lots of errors going on right now. We cannot continue like this. We cannot continue like this. We must get to a point whereby we must show commitment. Commitment. Yes, it's easy to tell each other, I love you, I love you on the phone. But then, do you really know this person? Can't even imagine the fact that um, you hold your phone and you are erotically and emotionally looking at someone at the other end and then you are masturbating. Now, sex is supposed to satisfy two people, both parties. But then, the pleasure that you get from using your hand is just personal. Let's not even talk about the spiritual aspect of even masturbating. Masturbating is bad on its own. Not to talk of now... Doing it in the in the confused confines. I call it the confused confines of getting married to someone in absentia. Counselor of mine was telling me that um, a man has not been to the country in um, five years. They've not seen themselves since they got married to each other for so five years now. Then you ask yourself questions: What is really life? What? What is life? What? How can we find balance? What is the way forward? The kind of marriage system God created is a marriage system designed for compatibility for commitment, for communication, for consistency, for respect, for patience, for transparency, for trust, and for understanding. But there's someone this left around. Oh, yes, we can achieve all of this on the phone. Yes, but for how long? And to what end? To what end? Because Apostle Paul says something in the Bible. He said that um, so that you don't burn, get married. But then if you're not married and you're not together, what is the point? Because you end up going into cheating on him or her. So what is the point? If you cannot hold yourself, get married so that you don't burn. But that is opposite of what people are doing now. People are getting married just because they don't want to remain single. I can even imagine that the person who stood on behalf of your husband is not the person you're going to be spending the rest of your life with. Some traditions are just barbaric in nature. Some traditions are are, are sickening. God's view of marriage, if done His way, is supposed to guarantee us a life of fluidity and a life of balance. If gotten rightly, should open our minds of understanding and make us know that this is not a child's play. This should make us understand that marriage is a school Marriage is a mystery, marriage is a system, and marriage is spiritual. This is why we must always ask ourselves that um, what do we really, really want? How intentional are we, you know, looking at things? What do you intend to do differently? If marriage is not working for you, then that means you must check your approach. They often say that if you want a different result, you must do something different. Question is this, what are you doing differently? What are you doing differently? We cannot continue like this. Going forward, anyone that has been into this kind of dimension surely needs a bloodline deliverance. A bloodline deliverance is a very intentional activity to purge your blood from the people you have had sex with. A bloodline deliverance is a very hungry step necessary to take to purge yourself, to decongest yourself in order for you to be ready for what God has for you. A bloodline deliverance is important, especially when you know that you have missed certain dimensions in life. A bloodline deliverance is important when your marriage is erected on a faulty foundation. Even having a wedding ceremony in absentia is far from being faulty. When you say faulty, it could be that um, certain mistakes were done. A wedding ceremony in absentia is is a calculated joke already that should not even hold. This is why we need to understand the gravity of what we are doing. And um. This will lead me to say that we need to really, really check ourselves. Ask God to forgive you if you've gone into this kind of dimension before. Ask God to heal you. Ask God to forgive you. It is safe to say that you are not really married. That's just the truth it is safe to say that you're not married because who paid for your head, who stood in the gap is not the person you are claiming to be married to. So sometimes what can work is if that man comes to pay himself or you move on already. But deep down, see, we must understand something. It's something different now. If the person marries you and leaves the country, that's fine. But if he never saw you and you never saw him, then there's a problem. There's a problem. So we are going to be praying that the Lord Almighty will show us mercy, will show us compassion, and order our steps. That is what we need. Order of steps. Order of steps. That is the only thing that can make us to get the job done. Because we cannot really, really, really continue like this. We cannot continue like this. And it's my prayer that the Lord Almighty will perfect all that concerns us in the name of Jesus. The Lord Almighty will show us mercy. In the name of Jesus, God, we go ahead of us and make our ways plain and prosperous in the name of Jesus. Um, for the sake of time, if you know you are um, under the sound of my voice, you can reach out to me on my private office counselling. B, Bay. We can get to talk. I will see how God will help us going forward. And I know the Lord will show us mercy in Jesus' name. But then there are lots of dimensions to this. It is so, 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 so deep. And there's lots of confusion everywhere. And then I know the Lord will help us. I know the Lord will show us mercy. And order our steps. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen talked about a very deep topic today, wedding ceremony in absentia. You can send in your notifications later or your questions. I see God helping us. In Jesus' name. Amen. And this is going to be all from me for now. Until we meet them um, again soon. This is on Clubhouse. And I'm your friend in School of Counseling and Personal Finding, Stephen Nadekunde Adebuye. God bless you all in the name of Jesus. And then see you
0: soon again. God bless you. Bye.